This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. If you think meal kits are too expensive, think again. Every Plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. With food prices at the grocery store going up, I can count on Every Plate to be a great value week after week. Every Plate's quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like that bag of spinach you throw out every week. Get everything you need for the week delivered at the same time with sides, desserts, and ready-to-eat snacks to complement your weekly order. Try vanilla delight cheesecake, sweet kale salad, garlic bread, and protein bundles to take things up a notch. All right, I have a, I have one thing before I ask Steve how your every plate's going. You know what's weird? That I didn't know there was garlic bread in these dishes. Yeah, because there's garlic what? bread. <laughs> Where no, did they get garlic what? bread? I want Look, that. It, have you not been looking at the website? I've seen this. So here's the weird thing. I've been doing these ads for like what a year now. Yeah. You would think I would get mail from every plate to me. Do you not? My husband just got an every plate <laughs> thing. And I'm like, I looked at it. I saw every plate. I was about to open it. And I went, well, that's not my name. <laughs> Steve, how is your every plate journey? You know going? your husband doesn't leave the house to go to the grocery store. I know. Store. This is true. They don't know. He know they know that he is. He stays at home. But they don't know that he, does, he refuses to cook. This is like the perfect fit for him. Like, they have done their market research because it w- probably should have gotten to him, not me. I just felt... I felt this urge to open it, and I'm like, well, this isn't my mail. How's your ever plate dirty going, Steve? It's good. Um, the first one I made was a, a chicken taco meal, um, and they had a bunch of different toppings. Uh, I'm very plain, though, so I would be curious, like, oh, I barely put anything on my tacos. The plain, pretty plain. I put, You know, I was a little adventurous. Uh, it was still incredibly good. Still tacos. Still tacos, yeah. You, you still were like, mm, this this meal slaps. You can get started with Every Plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code supereffective149. That is everyplate.com slash podcast, entering the code supereffective149. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 553 episode episode of the Pokemon Podcast. (laughs) Great start. (laughs) Look, we recorded this shortly after the the last episode because I'm out of town. So pretend that this is the same week. Uh, I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. Hello. I I am still right here. (laughs) <laughs> nothing new sorry for the audio listeners hannah is uh in uh, uh germany this week uh <laughs> <laughs> i wish bobby also here yep not haven't moved i'm in the same place do, all the time this is why we this don't do two podcasts at once everyone's so enthusiastic <laughs> unenthusiastic <now. laughs> If there was Pokemon news the week of the Hoenn Vegas Go Fest tour thingy, uh, and you're like, why aren't we talking about it? It's because this was recorded early, and I was at Vegas. And if you want my thoughts of Vegas, there'll probably be a separate episode for that. But because I'm traveling on the Monday and the podcast comes out on Monday, we have to record early. Uh, But that's okay, because I don't think the plans for the podcast would have changed. This episode is coming out on. 
February 20th. And ideally, uh, Pokemon Day, well, not ideally, like technically, <laughs> Pokemon Day is the 27th. So one week after. And this is our last week to speculate what we think is going to happen. Uh, I'm sure 90% of that will be wrong. Um, but there are always fun episodes to go of like what we want, what we don't want. How many times will people guess Pokemon Sleep is coming and then be disappointed? Uh, there's a lot that can happen. On top of that, uh, I guess technically as of this recording, we don't even know if there's going to be like a video announcement or something like that. Mm -hmm. We don't know if there's going to be a Pokemon presence. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Also, we don't know if that's going to be like 6 a.m. California time or... Uh, 6 p.m. because Japan. I, I don't know. Don't know what that's looking like. But Pokemon Day is Monday, February 27th. This episode will just be speculation. Um, and who knows? Maybe by the time we record this, they'll be like, hey, we're announcing DLC. We'll show you more on Pokemon. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess we can start there, though. I guess it's safe to start with the obvious or what. I guess everyone thinks is that they're going to show DLC for Scarlet and Violet that would ideally either come out in the same time frame of the Sword and Shield DLC, which would have been June and then November. Or I saw somebody suggest, what if there isn't two DLCs and it's just one big DLC for November, which I didn't really think of. But after they said that, whether they're right or wrong... Uh, to me, that seems a little more appealing. Where do you think Pokemon stands in uh, facing off with uh, Zelda? Because like Zelda, I could see them do Zelda one is big May, one right? in November to just like keep clear of Zelda. Like Zelda's late May, right? It's the it's the end of yeah. May. Mm -hmm. So I could see them do that for that. But also, Pokemon is its own gigantic thing, so that may not even be. Uh, a thought in their mind. I remember when Auras came out the same day as uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl? Whatever one was on the Wii U. I remember those coming out on the same exact day and me being like, boy, I dislike both of these games. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> well, there was a Pokemon game pretty close to Link's a Link Between Worlds, which I think was also November or December. That's not. That's yeah, not, that's not the follow up yeah. of Breath of the Wild. That's <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not a seventy dollar uh, Switch yeah. game. Yeah, they're so confident true. in Breath of the Wild, they stuck an extra ten dollars on that. <laughs> I thought I was thinking about other games, um, and again, I don't. There, there's so many things that went wrong or not went wrong that were just different outside of the video game world because of the pandemic that recently happened right pandemic happened at the end of what march i think uh early april and then people were stuck at home work at home began uh i remember myself i was streaming a lot more because people were at home and or people were laid off or furloughed and i remember Isle of Armor just being such a huge deal, uh, at least, you know, in my circles. 
you could maybe say the same thing about Animal Crossing. Huge deal. Have no, we w- will probably never know whether, you know, Animal Crossing would have been this big of a success if the pandemic didn't happen, right? Like, I think, I think most people agree that the pandemic definitely helped. But then when the Crown Tundra came out, and I think Hannah and Greg and I kind of touched on this a week or two ago, it just didn't feel like it was as exciting as the Isle of Armor, maybe because it was the second DLC and not the first DLC. Mm-hmm. And even in other games, whether that's like Destiny or Monster Hunter or um, Hitman, I'm trying to think of games I've, I've recently played. I feel like little DLCs or little updates, I always th- I, I think to myself as a player, like, ah, not that big of a deal. Like, cool. It's very cool that they're updating it or oh, Monster Hunter. Oh, cool. They're adding like two new monsters and like a new armor set. Okay. If it was like a bigger, substantial DLC with a bunch of marketing and they really hyped it up, I felt I feel like that would push players more to pull the trigger or to drop everything to come back to that game. And I don't think they did a good job with Crown Tundra. And so if they are going to do two DLCs, I don't know. I I, I guess I, I want the excitement behind both of them. I feel like there's the potential for that, though. Yeah. There's the whole... I mean, I keep saying this, the story leaves part of it unsolved. There is a whole section of the story of the background of what's going on with the crystals, what's going on with the third legendary that we haven't gotten in these games yet. And I'm super excited for it. And I think that they could market that to make this DLC big. Yeah, because with Sword and Shield, we kind of had everything was like answered when it came to well, as much as it could be in Sword and Shield. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, happened yeah. to Rose? <laughs> Why did he feel the need to not wait a single 12 hours for his energy crisis? More so, though, than what we've like been given. In, we've been given more in Scarlet and Violet to, to want versus, mm-hmm. I think, with Sword and Shield. Yeah. So that makes sense. But how did you guys feel about the... Uh, how did you feel about the... Breath of the Wild DLC, if you did that, because that was also two parts. And I feel like the first part I was into, and then I never really got into the second part of the DLC. And I feel like it was the same. It was like the marketing was all toward the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I part, did feel very similar to the Breath of the Wild DLC, just like the Pokemon yeah. DLC. Yeah. And then they had, once they had everyone's money, because everyone bought it for the first part, why we mark, why, why market as hard for the second part? Because you already got a bunch of people's money on that first part. Yeah. Uh, another game that stood uh, stood out to me is like the Fallout games, where they do they do like you can I, I, was it I, was it Fallout New Vegas that had like four smaller DLCs, like one was an alien, one was a an old western one or something. And I was like, man, the first one seems great. And I was like, I don't know about the second, third, or fourth. And then the first one came, and I was like, ah. And then I, I missed it, and then I felt like a month later, I was like. I moved on. I moved on to different games. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I wonder if that was like the, the because I did the same thing for Breath of the Wild. Like they marketed the first one. I was like, yeah, there's some things that are interesting here. And then the, I was like, the second one doesn't seem as good. Or it was flipped. One of the two where I was like, uh, one of these seemed more interesting than the other ones. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was like, mm, should I get it? I, I already moved on to different games. Mm-hmm. And this is so interesting to me because that's how I felt about the Sword and Shield DLC. I missed the first round. I missed the hype for it. I was working on graduating college. <laughs> um, so that was that was not in my realm of 
what I was doing at that point in time, and I didn't get to do the Isle of Armor as it was coming out. I went and got the Slowpoke and didn't touch that game again for months. And then when Crown Tundra came out, it felt like there was hype around it for me. It did get me back into it. It got me to do both of the DLCs at that time. There was that whole video where they revealed the the Galarian birds, and that was super exciting. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. And and the Dynamax adventures, I didn't yes. end up doing a ton of them, but I was excited about them. Yeah, I will say like Crown Tundra, I think has more replayability, or not even replayability, but like it, the Crown Tundra stuff keeps you is what is keeping keeps people coming back. What kept kept people coming back because of those Dynamax adventures. Mm-hmm. So I will like you know that was, but as far as the DLCs themselves, I think I just liked the for one I liked the look of Isle of Armor more. I I liked the more like island kind of like feel of the the well the, that fact that it was like uh, like an island and there was like the ocean and everything and all of that versus like the Crown Tundra. But um, I guess it is like the Crown Crown Tundra that kept me playing longer because I was doing all the Dynamax adventures and everything. So. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like one big DLC would be kind of cool to see in November versus like breaking it up in two. But um it could it could go either way, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't think I would be upset if they did two. <laughs> if they did like a June November thing again. I don't think I I obviously wouldn't be upset. I think I would like to see them do one big DLC. I would like to see what that that feels like. I would like to see if not needing to put something out in June and like giving it more time to incubate and having a lot more of like we added a bunch of stuff and like instead of I'm sure I mean like deadlines are helpful but I'm sure it was like okay well we got to put all this stuff into Isle of Isle of Armor we got to get this out the door and then it's like let's hurry up and get Crown Tundra done versus like oh we should we forgot this of Isle of Armor we forgot this like this didn't work out Whereas if they had like if more time to like we're putting together this whole package and we're going to present this whole thing, I would like to see that. I don't know if that's better, um, uh, I, uh, but I would like to at least see them try. <laughs> I have a feeling it would be rushed either way. Yeah, I mean, like right now, the thing I want the most is stability and frame rate and for the game to run well. So it's it like that. You know, whatever comes for Pokemon Day, they said there's going to be a February update, and I hope that February update makes the game run significantly better, um, less crashes, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Because if we're still in the state the game is now, it'll be a little hard for me to be excited because it's like I just I just want the game to run. <laughs> You know, I just don't want to be stuck in a raid menu when I'm trying to do Greninja. And I was like, oh, we failed this Greninja because I literally was, I, I can't do, do anything. anything. Right. If they do fix the problems in February, uh, that might be a good reason for a DLC to come out in like sooner than later. Because it may, it's like people played it in November and it was buggy and it they had this experience that they had. And now if they didn't come out with a DLC until a full year later, but they fixed a lot of the things in February, it's like fixing things may be like, okay, now let's bring people back like sooner than later to, to play it again, to keep playing and then realize that it's like good now versus people who finished the game and it was all buggy, maybe like, oh, and then they fix all the things and people are like, well, I already like beat it. 
Like, I don't want to, you know, and I won't touch it till November when the DLC comes out. This may be a chance to be like, no, no, come back in June. You'll see. It's actually better. Like, we promise it's better. And then, you know, that could lead into like a two part. I mean, I know that that's probably the deadlines have already been set for these things, but it would potentially be helpful to like bring people back in once they fix things. I feel like they might be relying on the raids to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you could probably make the case for both. Uh, like a summer DLC or a big wind, uh, like winter DLC. But I think the difference between Sword and Shield and this game is that they do have these raid events that feel pretty like you should come back. Like you should come back for Greninja. You should come back for Cinderace. You should come back for whatever is the fourth raid and the fifth raid. And so while, while obviously DLC is, is more than just raiding, um, if the raids themselves are not bringing you back, you're probably you're probably going to need a lot to bring you back. Um, if like we have shiny hunting, we have completing your Pokedex, we have uh, competitive, we have the raids, and we have we have technically two types of raids, right? We have the seven star raids, and then we have the in between raids. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of reasons for you to continue playing the game. Like not maybe every day, but like maybe like once a week you pick it up, or maybe like the Thursdays are your Pokemon day to play scarlet and violet if if that stuff's not bringing you back it almost feels like such an uphill battle to be like okay well this dlc will bring you back hopefully fingers crossed like give us money and come back like i i do think they have to lay down that foundation of we're giving you content throughout the year and you're going to come back and it's free and it's good and it's new and I do think they're doing a good job of that, but I do, but I mean, with the big asterisks of sometimes you get stuck in raid minis, sometimes you just fall through the floor, sometimes you, you're just standing there and you go to the bathroom and you come back after five minutes and you pick up your controller and then your game just randomly crashes and you're like, I wasn't even doing anything. I was just standing here. Um, See, not but, that that happened to me like four times this past week. <laughs> but all of those things are currently happening. So you're doing the raids and it's buggy. You're doing the competitive. Well, I don't know how the competitive is going. You're doing the shiny hunting and it's buggy. You're doing the uh, story and it's buggy. So if they just fix the problems, they've already dealt with a giant amount of people who have already gone through these things like raids and things like that. So are people going to come back to the raids now that they're not buggy? I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there's a raid that would bring people back. I am sure there is an exciting big seven star raid that they might announce on Pokemon Day. That will bring people back. Well, then they got to lean it all into one weekend and hoping that that raid does not break it. Like, because two, two separate weekends. Or, yeah, two separate weekends <laughs> versus, versus putting out a DLC in the summer where it's like, this is a DLC. And now, now I guess if it's a paid DLC, you might want to have some stuff in there beforehand that would get people to want to pay more money for this. So I guess there is that factor as well. But I think, um, what you, what you do, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a million billion dollar business like the pokemon company but i think you don't have to market that you fixed the game if you just fix it and then you give something that's good enough for people to come back i think as much as people dislike charizard charizard sells copies people love charizard it's undoubtedly incredibly popular right so you you open up scarlet and violet with a charizard raid and i am sure there were people on the fence or people that heard the game was bad, but they absolutely love Charizard. They wanted to do a super strong Charizard raid. They wanted to get Charizard with a unique mark because it felt like an event. 
So I'm sure Charizard helped to sell copies. Um, and Greninja being as popular as Greninja is, again, I'm sure Greninja helped move copies. I would not be surprised what like what Hannah said if there is a special Pokemon that they save for Pokemon Day that will, without a doubt, bring people back whether they remember the game being buggy or not and they update the game before Pokemon Day um, or the day of Pokemon Day and they're like, this raid is coming. It's free. You can only catch one. But like, think of what, like, think of a Pokemon that hasn't even been around. Like, Mewtwo could easily people love like Mewtwo is by far one of the most popular legends like and and or Rayquaza like those two those two just like looking at Pokemon Go data people lose their minds when those Pokemon show up like well makes sense Mewtwo is the best legendary there is so (laughs) no arguments there so they could be like hey and they figured out they figured it out right like you can only catch one you can't like we had Mewtwo in Sword and Shield. It was a very memorable event. People loved doing Mewtwo. You couldn't catch it. People would be upset that you couldn't catch it, but they were excited to do it. Like, even in that situation, you couldn't even catch it, but people were like, ah, oh, like, it was a cool event. Mm-hmm. And then when Isle of Armor launched, they did Zeraora. And they were like, you can do the Zeraora. If enough trainers do Zeraora, we'll give you a Zeraora for free through your Pokemon Home account. That the was a whole mess. At that. Was it the shiny? Yeah, it was, it was the, the shiny, shiny one. Yeah. That, was, that was a mess because, like, People didn't have Pokemon Home or like people were like, I don't have a a phone that could support Pokemon Home, so I can't get the Zero Aura. And it's like it was the the thought process and the and the event was cool, but there were mm-hmm. limitations to that. I could see them doing like a Mewtwo or a Rayquaza because those are two incredibly popular Pokemon that they could celebrate for Pokemon Day. You go in, you catch one, you want to grind it out for rewards like Greninja, Cinderace, Charizard, you can do that. It'll bring people back to the game, whether they remember it's buggy or not or they could even go like what's a like a mythical we haven't had in forever um like not magirna a diance we haven't had a diance distribution since 2016 if i remember correctly um and they could even go farther just like zeraora and they could be like hey diance is in raids this weekend it's also shiny. Like, this is your mm-hmm. one chance to get shiny Diancé. We've never released it before. Victini is another one. They have never released shiny Victini. Victini's in raids this weekend, or these two weekends. You can only catch one. You can catch a shiny one. Like, that not only would bring people who have bought the game back, even if that game had, like, a, oh, gosh, what a buggy, bad experience. Still mm-hmm. bring them back, because, like, I want a shiny Victini, right? Or I want a shiny Mewtwo, or I want a Rayquaza. But I think alone, that just sells copies, right? Like, oh, Shiny Victini is my favorite. This is the first way to get it legal. I guess I'm buying Scarlet and Violet this weekend because I want Shiny Victini. Yeah, I I will say I agree with all of that. The two, the two things that I do wonder is they've never released Shiny Victini before. This bugginess of this game is not planned. <laughs> Are they, is the Pokemon company willing to, for something that they haven't released for whatever reason, have not released for, you know, as much time as it's been, is this a big enough problem to need to do something that's big? Like they clearly haven't released it for some reason in all, in all these years. Is this something where it's like, okay, well, emergency plan here. We're going to do something like that to bring people back. (laughs) But also second, I think that something will get said, maybe not like huge marketing, but because Ni- because Nintendo Niantic, because 
Niantic's always saying stuff. When we're talking about buggy things, it's usually Niantic. So that's just the the default. Niantic increased their frame rate in Pokemon Go. If anything, Niantic has gotten frame rate down. They did. They did. Um, No, but uh, Nintendo did actually say something about fixing, about knowing how people are feeling. and Yeah. And so I think they do have to close that loop in some way by telling people, even if like, even if it's enough that people could just see it when they play again, I do think Nintendo will have to kind of close that loop with people to be like, Hey, we did listen. And you know, here, and it may not be, it may just be part of the update, right? Like when they did it before, it was a part of an update that was coming out and they said, Hey, we're listening. We're hearing you. Like, this is what we're, we're, they didn't really say what we're planning to do, but they did say (laughs) that they, like that they heard people i guess they didn't even did they even say they were fixing it they just said they heard people but um i think they will close that loop in some way as well i just don't know if they close that loop in a presentation because remember i mean maybe not maybe it's just part of like when they announce the updates coming they also have a note in there like they did with when they first said we hear you you know it could be something small like that but i do think we'll be we'll be told these things are fixed if not only in like the notes of like what's you know coming up but like in some way they're gonna let us know that these things have been worked on i am pretty confident in that yeah i don't know they might they might fix them to a point that's not satisfactory for everyone so they never want to say that it's completely fixed they may need to say it to try to psychologically make people think that it's more fixed than it is too (laughs) at the same time i mean that's that's marketing (laughs) to some extent I mean, Scarlet and Violet has sold incredibly well. It is the mm. fourth best-selling Pokemon game of all time. Um, it is on track. Uh, I think it's six million copies short of passing Sword and Shield, which is the second best-selling Pokemon game of all time. Um, and uh, Sword and Shield has been out for three years and has had DLC. Scarlet and Violet has been out for three months, and <laughs> it, it, yeah. it's 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 very impressive. Yep. To say that Game Freak slash the Pokemon company doesn't listen to fans is inherently not it's it's inherently not true like they knew that fans wanted an open world Pokemon game for a long time and they did it and that in itself was enough to get people to pull the trigger was that the only reason why this game has sold well no they did a bunch of marketing I think the Pokemon designs were strong I think the theming behind it was strong you know what they they marketed a game that people wanted and for some people, the graphics, the frame rate, the story, the poke, like it didn't click with a lot of people, right? Um, same for Sword and Shield. You know, so, some people absolutely adore Sword and Shield. Some people hate Sword and Shield, right? Like no Pokemon game is going to be able to appeal to everyone. I don't think, well, I do think we're going to get seven star raids for like Rillaboom and Intellion and uh hisuian typhlosion or whatever other starters they seem to do i do think we're going to get raids for legendary pokemon because you can only catch one and they figured that out uh but i don't i just don't think them coming out in pokemon day being like and our next seven star pokemon is chestnut like i to the seven people out there that love chestnut they are going to be over the moon but chestnut just does not hold a candle to Greninja or to Charizard like it is just not as exciting as the other starters I'm sorry like I'm not trying to be mean it's just like 
we it's not we, one of the mass marketable pokemon right, we just we it's just know what not, pokemon are popular and what are not and it's just yeah just not as not <laughs> gengar might be the only other option up there with mewtwo at this point mewtwo rayquaza gengar or yeah. uh, or any mythical i think fits um any shiny legendary or shiny mythical fits um i'm not convinced the shiny mythicals are going to come out anywhere other than go i only think shiny mythical mm. because of Zeraora. um yeah. Fair. Zero Aura was kind of different, though. It was still new. It still hadn't been released yeah. fully. People hadn't really... There were still a lot of people that had no idea it existed. But Zero Aura wasn't <laughs> there are that some new. People it, came that still... out, it came out in Gen 7. <laughs> yep. Doesn't matter. <laughs> sure did. It came out in like 2017 or 18 or something. They could maybe put Volcanion in uh, raids and people would be like, oh, is this a new Pokemon? <laughs> nope. They just never marketed this thing ever. Yep. <laughs> hey, Volcanion's got a great shiny. I will tell you that. <laughs> there so. you go. Shiny Volcanion. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I, uh, but who knows? Like maybe, you know, again, we're recording this early, but it does, maybe like five hours after recording this, they'll be like, the next seven star raid is Delphox. Like, as we're recording this i don't think that takes away though like whether or not there you know there's a seven star raid coming i still think that they have a they have this entire life cycle of the game to potentially put legendaries or other special pokemon into seven star raids where you can only catch one of them they can make it a weekend you miss that weekend it'll come back in two weeks for one more opportunity um i think that it is a good strategy and it is a good way to keep players coming back to your game. Even if they took a month break, the seven star raid events seem good enough to make a Pokemon go. Well, depending on how skilled or not skilled you are. I mean, we heard for years that Pokemon are is if Pokemon's too easy. Pokemon's too easy. And now all of a sudden, like, this is too hard. This is too hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Never going to win with these people, right? Like, and part of the problem is like Pokemon is so big, right? Mm-hmm. That it, it's, it's a tough problem to, to solve when it, so many people have different wants and needs from a Pokemon game. Right. I mean, like to be clear, whenever we talk about this kind of, it's different people. It's not like <laughs> the same person is like, this has been too easy. And then that person is, this is way too hard. It's different groups of, you know, it's different people along. And maybe it maybe I'm not saying yeah. there aren't any that feel that way, but I'm just saying like, it does hit so many different groups of people, which is a good thing, you know, that it's, that it is open to like so many different groups of people. Um, but yeah, you do hear it one way or the other. You can't, like you said, you can't make everybody happy. Unless that um, person's like, this is a children's game. Why did they make raids so hard? And it was like, ah, uh, this, no, n- n- you can't have both. <laughs> 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 yeah. Unless it's a child that is saying, Hey, this is a children's game. Why are they making raids so hard? Uh, it's I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's the children that are complaining. They got more than enough time in the world to to play video games and to look up guides and to build stuff. It's I think I, I think Greg was right the other week. I think it is the adults that are complaining because they don't have enough time. It's fine. We we we've exhausted that conversation. Yeah. Again, it hits groups. It hits all kinds of groups. And I think that's a good thing in the end. I think yeah. it does satisfy so many different groups of people. Pokemon sleep. We, we <laughs> wow all right we we <laughs> know in. we know that it is being made by select button select button is a japanese company they have 
originally made Magikarp Jump. Pokemon Sleep was initially announced on May 28th, 2019, during a press conference by the CEO of the Pokemon company, Ishihara. I will say, that was a 6 p.m. Pacific time press conference. <laughs> was, Thank you very much. A, that was, that a, was a nice, nice thing to have, <laughs> not 6 a.m. Um, there was a data mine in January of 2022. It was a year ago where uh, several updates and additions added to the Pokemon Go app showed support for Pokemon Sleep. That data mine included the Pokemon Go Plus accessory. And plus, in plus. The, yes, the Go. <laughs> the Pokemon Go. You gotta say it. You the, gotta say it. The cleverly, named, the cleverly named Pokemon Go Plus Plus. <laughs> There was a SSL certificate registered in April of 2021, and I believe there was an also a recent update uh, a month or two ago to Pokemon Go to show another Pokemon Sleep update. Now, I don't know how trustworthy, <laughs> right? I'm saying a data mine happened. I didn't do the data mine myself. I'm just reporting what has, you know... I'm, I'm, we're just talking about what other sites have said that the data mine did. But this is 2019, so this is year four. This will be the fourth, the third Pokemon Presents, but the technically fourth year that this game has not come out. And we do have we, the most promising news on it so far. <laughs> do we think that this is the year that Pokemon Sleep comes out? I right. always think this is the year that Pokemon <laughs> Sleep comes out. So... I. Uh, I don't know how into, into, into movies you two are, but there's this little known movie called Cloverfield, which came out in 2008. And for the next decade, I was one of these people. I still am one of these people. Hard, hardcore Cloverfield fan. The next decade, people picked apart every website registered, every update, everything that could have possibly been some kind of uh, hint at a second Cloverfield for a decade before, well, technically it was like eight years before another Cloverfield movie came out. And then in the end of the whole thing, wasn't even connected to the first Cloverfield movie. <laughs> and everyone was disappointed. 10 Cloverfield Lane was a great movie, but everyone was disappointed at the lack of connection. And I feel like that's the same thing that's happening with Pokemon Sleep. Like people are looking for things and it is in the data mines and things like that. But I do wonder how much it has changed and how much like it is not what maybe they initially announced in 2019 you said 2019 yeah, may yeah. of 2019 yeah i feel like things have probably changed with what it was like and i just hope that it is it is as exciting as everyone over the last That's the four thing, years is i don't think myself can, i don't think you can ever <laughs> reach the excitement of what I like people I don't love expect sleep it to be exciting in general <laughs> You add Pokemon I expect it to, that? to be potentially helpful. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like I, I think Hannah, you have realistic expectations, right? Like I, I have a water app. Like what it, what like what it does is when I drink water, I, I, I put it in the app like this is a this is a sixteen ounce bottle, this is a twelve ounce can of soda or whatever, like you put all your drinks in, right? And then it takes the water from it, because obviously there's not a lot of water in soda compared to pure water. And it's very cute, very colorful, very easy to use, supposed to keep you healthy. I'm supposed to drink, what, like 60 ounces of water based on my weight and my height. I don't know. I, I don't know the science, right? I just trust that the app knows more than I do. Same with Pokemon Sleep. 
I don't expect it to do anything super exciting. I expect to get some rewards. I expect to put something under my pillow. I expect maybe like something will happen in Pokemon Go that like I'll unlock something and I unlock like little achievements in this app and it's fun. But that but as fun as tracking your water can be, right? Like Yeah, no, I've used three or four different sleep apps over the years, so I know that sleep apps are not particularly exciting, but they can potentially be helpful, and I might have a little bit of excitement with the Pokemon Go connection. I think it would be really cool, just after having said it that week we talked about the patent and everything, I think it would be really cool if Pokemon Sleep was the way you bred Pokemon from Pokemon Go. I don't know that that's going to be the thing. It's mm. most likely not, but I think that would be really cool. <laughs> I just think it's so. There's a little bit of excitement. <laughs> you just said that. Yeah, I was gonna say you just said that Hannah was managing her expectations, and <laughs> it's like, okay, I take that right, back. This is what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's just like it, it. It's like the kind of the same energy for um, Pokemon Bank, where Pokemon Bank got delayed. And the it was around the time of X and Y. So the people used the AZ Floet. It's been 3,000 years. And people were just so mad. And they were like, I want Pokemon Bank. And it, it almost felt like they overhyped their own expectations. Because I was like, my thought process was, well, I'm going to move my Pokemon there. And then they're not going to do, like, I'm, they're just going to live there. Right? <laughs> like, I don't, what, what do I expect from this product? It, it's just like, it would be like me being excited for like a new Dropbox update. Like I'm just putting audio files and pictures in my Dropbox. Or like an actual bank. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know? oh man, Chase got a new feature. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been counting down the days. But that like, it almost feels like the same energy for Pokemon Sleep. Like, People are like, when is this going to come out? I, it's been 7,000 years. When are the, like, every Pokemon presents, they're like, when's Pokemon Sleep? This is going to be their Pokemon Sleep. But it's, it's just a sleeping app. It's like that, not that, like. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by another podcast, the Super Anime Podcast. That is super with three U's, S-U-U-U-P-E-R, Anime Podcast. It is a weekly podcast podcast that is looking to entertain inspire and inform you about anime all things anime the hosts ed and solo look at anime from a real world perspective of course you can listen to it on every single podcast app out there not only have they had a ton of different guests including the pokemon theme song singer jason page they also had uh, guests that were on this show, like Roger's Bass. So if you liked Roger on this show, you can go over there and you can listen to Roger on their show. Super Anime Podcast promises that you will love, laugh, and learn on their show. And Ed has promised me a shiny Mewtwo. So if you don't listen to it, I won't get the shiny Mewtwo. It's, it's, just, it's just a joke. Anyways, you can find Super with three U's, S-U-U-U. P-E-R, anime podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Brilliant. Brilliant Brilliant.org is the best way to learn math, science, computer science, all interactively. Look, are you struggling with your exams in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Brilliant can help you out. Thousands of lessons and new ones added every month. You can start bite-sized or you can challenge yourself 
to learn more. Look, we all know that Pokemon makes you think, and Brilliant can help with that too. If you are a lifelong learner looking for a new challenge, you can get started for free by visiting brilliant.org slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T, or you can click the link in our show notes. And Brilliant has a special offer for its super effective listeners. The first 200 who head over to brilliant.org slash P-K-M-N-C-S-T will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium membership. It's a brand new year, so why don't you learn something new over at brilliant.org? Like, I don't expect it to do anything but actually track your sleep and... It probably will do that very mediocrely. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It it's does also. Exciting. It yeah, gives I'm me, so um, excited about it too. <laughs> do you guys remember when like Nintendo showed off at E3? Gosh, this was like a decade ago. The Nintendo Vitality Sensor, the thing that you put on your finger and that you plugged into like your Nintendo Wii, and it was supposed to like measure whatever they measure on your finger. I don't know. What Blood that- oxygen. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I don't even remember oh. what, it was what you to would do on your finger. And and some people were like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool! Like Nintendo's really getting into the health game." And then some people were like, "This is absolutely worthless! Like this is not a video game." And then it just never came out. It was just never mm-hmm. a thing. And I don't even remember if they said they officially canceled it. But they can kind of get away with that because, like, Nintendo makes a bunch of games. They have a bunch of internal studios, and they just. They're okay with taking as long or as short as they need for a game. If if this got canceled, how is Select Button like afloat? Like they're still a company. Like what have they been doing? Like they would be being paid by the Pokemon company to work on this, right? That's how it works. Like company wants you to here's the money, make the game. Mm-hmm. If this got canceled. I would hope they're making a different game then, but they haven't said. So it would be safe to assume that they're probably still working on this. So, you know, interesting you bring up this vitality sensor thing, because I definitely just looked it up to be like, what is this thing you're talking about? (laughs) And it was presented in 2009. Okay. And it was canceled in 2013 due to testing issues, which would be the same time frame that sleep was (laughs) initially announced. And it's now 2023, four years. I hope the same... Fate does not meet sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had some uh, pretty wild announcements that came out of left field. Um, so one of them being new Pokemon Snap, which was, uh, I think, two years ago at a Pokemon Presents, because then it would have came out a year later. Uh, which, you know, the Pokemon company in multiple interviews for years say, you know, we have no desire to make a new Pokemon Snap. And then it changed to like, we have no plans. We have no desire to. If we did do Pokemon Snap, we would have to do something very creative and very new to to make it feel unique, uh, which is like just overall like a very general Nintendo statement of like, we always got to do something new. We can't make the same game over and over again. And that was one year before. That like that statement was from one year before they announced yeah. new Pokemon Snap. So, so we've had we've had like new Pokemon Snap appear. We had uh, a remake of Mystery Dungeon DX that just came out of nowhere, and they're like, "This game's coming out soon." So, is this the year where they're just like, "We're reviving Ranger, we're reviving Conquest, we're reviving"? Gosh, um, Stadium. 
Stadium is one of those games where they're like, <laughs> we got no, we got no desire to make that. Uh, <laughs> but I, maybe they, maybe they found a unique way to do Stadium that they're like, we can bring it back. But both, uh, both New Snap and uh, Mystery Dungeon. That was dirt. Was that? Did those come out during their twenty-five year anniversary? Yes. I know Snap did because it came out uh, in April of. No, Mystery Dungeon was a year before. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, because I was gonna say those little surprises and things like that, they make a little bit more sense. It being like the twenty-fifth anniversary, and we all know how wonderful everybody loved the twenty-fifth anniversary of Pokemon. <laughs> but I mean, it was like, I, I mean, you know, that that kind of stuff is like kind of makes sense. Little surprises like that when it's like the twenty-fifth, you know, anniversary versus what would this be 27 years so i guess it's yeah 27th year so i could see them i could see that like not having the kinds of surprises that you had during like the 25th or the 20th anniversary yeah i i feel like there has to be a a company like a third like a so bandai namco made both Pokin and snap and then gosh i can't remember the company that makes mystery dungeon and then I think that was a different company that made Ranger. And then a different company made Conquest. There's probably other third party, like, I don't know, Poke Park 3. Uh, I, I can't remember who made Poke Gosh. Park. There could be something new. Uh, there, There's also the, we're working on a sequel to the 3DS version of Detective Pikachu. That is still nowhere to be found. That was announced the same time that Sleep was, right? Yep. And people yep. yes. did not keep their like hype up on that <laughs> nearly as much as they did right. Sleep. Correct. <laughs> well, and I mean, you kind of know what to expect there. There's a difference between being excited for something that you have no idea what to expect and being excited for something that you kind of know what it'll look like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's true. As much as people absolutely loved Conquest, that game did not sell well at all. Um, and Detective Pikachu kind of in the same boat of while while the movie did great and I thought the movie was fantastic. The movie loosely followed that game <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, the game was very cute and very charming, but very understandable why people didn't pick it up. Um, it wasn't like the world's a, a slight spoiler for the end of the Detective Pikachu game. Uh, they don't have an ending to that game. It doesn't actually end. Uh, like you, you get to a point where, like, okay, I think I have solved the entire mystery. Give me the reveal to see if I was right. And they were like, we could give you the reveal, but what if we told you we need you to do something else, and that something else is not in this game because here are your credits, and you're like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i i guess i mean i definitely enjoyed my time with the detective pikachu game i don't see a problem with that kind of ending if a second game is actually being yeah made. as long as you have something coming <laughs> yeah. up for sure after you, it, you can do a cliffhanger but you yeah. can't do a cliffhanger and then never have the next thing i mean you can but it's frustrating and it's that's sad <laughs> yeah it makes you dislike the first thing yeah and i think they're in such a weird spot with detective pikachu because like is the is the uh, supposedly the switch version going to recap what happened in the first game or is it going to be most of the first game streamlined into like giving us an ending is it an actual sequel where you pick up because if the first game didn't sell well and you need to play the first game 
like that's going to sell even less or are people going to look at that and be like oh i love the movie let me buy the game and then realize oh these are not like it just feels like not there's the a huge thing. marketing yeah. issue with trying to put out a detective pikachu game that isn't like how do we market this to sell as many copies that isn't like well not a lot of people played the first one we left it with a cliffhanger a lot of people saw the movie but that was different how do you and the first well, one was on a completely different console yeah, yeah. they could they could <laughs> base the second one off of they could mix the movie and the game together a little bit and so and then like kind of make it more off the the movie potentially or something like that to where it i mean a lot more people saw the movie than played the game right so if you're going to sell something that's a sequel like what are you going to base that off of the thing that people that no one played or the thing that everyone saw like but do you base it off the movie that was what like Four years ago now <laughs> like well i don't know i don't know what they're planning like that ship has <laughs> sailed <laughs> yeah yeah it's just to be fair i mean covid probably threw a wrench in a lot of stuff for a lot of companies um yeah. i i could see them i could see them talking about the anime and being like okay you know we signed a deal with netflix the brand new anime is going to start in when do anime start september normally i guess because technically you line that up with a school year no idea yeah no clue <laughs> uh there hasn't been a pokemon movie since the zarud movie and there is always yeah. normally been a Zarude yeah. movie every single or not. There's been a Zarude <laughs> movie for 26 years. It's been in front of our eyes the entire time. There, there hasn't been. <laughs> Boy, the twist in that Zarude movie really gets you. It all comes back to Zarude the, from the beginning. There, there has normally Zarude. been a Pokemon movie every year. And then obviously COVID messed up the Zarude movie. The Zarude movie eventually came out. There has not been a movie since. Uh, I think it's very plausible for them to announce a movie. I think it's also very plausible for that movie to include Ash. I'm not so sure. I feel like once they're done with Ash, they're done with Ash. Mm, okay. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we just don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. But people will, like, I know that, like, they're, they're, they're moving on, but... Uh... It I wouldn't like make a whole lot of sense for the kids who are watching the current anime to go and see a movie with a character they don't know. It worked for Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, no argument there. Case but closed. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, take take a look at um, uh, the the one that came out in 2017. Was it, uh, I choose you. Yeah. So it was like kind of rehashing. Well. You know, but that was different, right? So if you're watching the anime at that time, that was Sun and Moon, and then you've got all these characters that were in that movie that weren't part of the anime, and you know, yeah. that wasn't a problem. No, there's always side characters, but when the main character is the thing tying it together. Yeah. Here's what they do. Technically, <laughs> I Choose You they, is, is the beginning of Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they remade the Mewtwo movie in that weird clay CG weird. Oh thing. yeah, that's right. The power of us is a play on the power of one. So now the third, the, the next one is going to be an Entei movie. But instead of Entei falling in love with Ash's mom, he falls in love with Mr. Mime. And then they retell <laughs> that story. Wait, doesn't, doesn't that Entei no. movie, isn't it something, what's the name of it? Something about Spell unknown, of the Unknown. Right? And it takes place in Hisui. I, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> We've got it. <laughs> I don't think the Entei actually loved Ash's mom. I think the little girl no. just 
thought that that was her mother, right? Like the Ente dad. was the dad. And yeah. then Ash's mom was her mom. But the Ente wasn't even a real Ente. It was created by the unknown. Mm-hmm. But, but Mr. Mime's love, that's definitely <laughs> real. But Mr. So. Mime, the case closed. <laughs> I would assume there would be a Pokemon Go update. I would assume... I think I think that's probably safe that like something like what did they do? Well, when they announced sleep uh, four years ago, <laughs> they also were like, there's a bunch of Snorlax spawning in Pokemon Go. That was great. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think there will probably be something. It would be foolish of them or or kind of silly if they don't bring up Pokemon Go. It's obviously a very big part of the Pokemon franchise. So they bring up Pokemon Go. Something happens in Pokemon Go or some event is coming that they talk about. Uh, I think all the rumors are pointing towards Zacian being a free Pokemon in Pokemon Unite for that weekend. Um, so I think that's maybe safe to say, uh, you know, finally Sword and Shield's going to get the complete national decks. I'm sure they're going to announce that. No, I'm just kidding. That was <laughs> Don't even. Oh, I've been waiting for years. Sad. I was told that there would be sad. a third Sword and Shield DLC. They would finally add all the Pokemon. <laughs> Where were the YouTubers? That's what they told me for years. They were, they were right about that. They got to be right about going back to Kalos for the Scarlet and Violet DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about answering these questions in Paldea? Just send me back to Kalos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so what? We got anime, Unite, Pokemon Go. Anime, maybe not so much, but if if... They're, ma- they're making a big deal about this new anime. It kind of would make sense to bring it up on Pokemon I don't know. Day. Go is right off the heels of like of the Hoenn tour, yeah. like the global mm-hmm. Hoenn tour. It's like literally the next day. So mm-hmm. I don't know that they would do anything immediately in Go, but they might. They could announce something for something down the line a little bit. Well, we don't have like there's we're, right now we're in the Valentine's Day event. And then yeah. after the Valentine's Day event is the Rayquaza, whatever, the Hoenn lead up event primal. starters and requests primal, primal whatever right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah so we have nothing after that for that week and if go events normally start on tuesdays and then they go till sunday that's true i would assume i don't know knowing knowing well, the pokemon the company first, it'll be the like the first big go non-community day event that we have coming up is going to be on march 5th right okay so that's just the next weekend right that's the weekend yeah. after so classic mm-hmm. Pokemon Company, they'll be like, revisit Kanto. You'll find Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle in the wild. <laughs> if you're uh-huh. lucky, trainers, we're putting you two back into race. <laughs> they could finally move the birds from the incense into raids um, and have like a raid day for that. I finally and put got something one. else in the incense. And hopefully. put something else By in the, the way, incense. Yeah. I finally got Articuno. Congratulations. Thank I you. had a Zapdos shake twice and run away. Oh. Uh, my <laughs> my history with the 15 minute incense is I go, okay, nothing is going to distract me. I turn it on. I get distracted. All of a sudden, yeah. 15 minutes are up and it's like, <laughs> you've caught two Pokemon. <laughs> Great. Perfect. I forgot I turned this on. Uh, I get, it's, it, it was useless. Dang. Well, I, don't, I, I wish I wish there was a feature in Pokemon Go to be like uh, the incense is on. Don't despawn all <laughs> Team Rocket. Uh, do, do, do despawn the ability to send me raid invites. 
Focus uh, mode. Be like, focus give me mode, a Pokemon focus, Go. Give me a focus <laughs> mode because I clearly have no self-control to do the 15-minute incense without being distracted. Yeah. That's just, oh, I don't know. I, that's my uh, fault. Niantic, fix I've, it. Fix my problem. <laughs> I double, I've got the double incense time right now. So it's 30 minutes right now because oh, I did that yeah. branch of the oh, Valentine's Day thing. I did XB. And the Articuno I caught was in minute like 20 or 21. So it's like, had I not doubled the incense time. I and you're not, not the only person in our today. Slack who's gotten one on this event because yeah. of that double incense. Yes, it was like the same day, actually, um, nice. that we caught ours. So, yeah. Any other predictions we have? There's going to be a Scarlet plushie Violet? on a shelf that makes somebody think some remake is coming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes Zerua on a shelf and people are going to be like, Gen 5 remake coming soon we didn't we didn't talk about this last week um because i didn't think it was really that newsworthy but they they added pokemon trading card game to the virtual console the game boy virtual console that's mm. coming to switch the that look it was also on the 3ds it didn't like it's existed for 23 years or whatever um <laughs> it's it's a fine game nothing wrong with it, it. i don't it i don't think anyone's signing up for the game boy player to play specifically that game maybe somebody is maybe one person is do we think they're going to add any of the older pokemon games because of pokemon day to virtual console is that what they're even calling it is it even called virtual console game boy player i don't even know <laughs> i don't know either <laughs> there I are pokemon the games there right now so i haven't or whatever yeah I don't, there's Let's stuff see. on there I haven't. I, I think played. that eventually Ruby and Sapphire will probably come there and hopefully Emerald too, but I don't know if it's going to be now. I could see them saying later this summer it will come. Um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know if I could see them doing a shadow drop of like after today's presentation, uh, gold and silver are in the eShop. Would, they would have to have home compatibility, right? Mm hmm. I mean, I remember on this podcast arguing with, gosh, I don't even remember who was on that episode, but it was, you know, whether or not red, blue and yellow would have bank compatibility. And mm -hmm. I was like, they have to like, that's the thing they keep saying publicly is like, we don't ever want to have a gold to silver to ruby sapphire issue again. We, but we would they do that if it's a part of the subscription? Because you lose the subscription you've now taken pokemon over there or it's like you don't own the game in the same yeah. way that you do with the ruby i mean with the red blue yellow like those are just eShop. you downloaded them for 10 bucks 3ds you know and they're yours this wouldn't be that so it would be kind of weird if there was home compatibility although i don't, I don't think know they, i don't other... think they could put them out without home compatibility well then that makes me wonder like is it more? I, mean, I, I don't think it's more than that, but I just, it's a subscription. So how do you, or maybe they don't care. Like you, you move them into home and then you stop paying and it's like, okay, well you get to keep those Pokemon are yours. Like, I don't know if, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, there, there has not been a single old game that they put on that service that I was like, I would love to play this. There's just like, yeah. I know people have a lot of nostalgia, but like I played so much Goldeneye as a kid. I just, I, I don't need to go back. I've, they, I've, <laughs> I, I watched somebody play Goldeneye recently on Twitch. 
They were like, like, let's check out Goldeneye. And they went through that first level. And I was like, I remember this perfectly. I have no desire to play this again. Now, I'm, I'm obviously some people probably do. Uh, but like, I, I do not want to give Nintendo another, what is it, $25 a year to upgrade for Nintendo 64 games or Game Boy Advance games to play yeah. like Metroid Fusion. I, I, I played it. I played it from start to finish. I like don't need to play it again. <laughs> Well, to counter that, I'm the person who I saw Echo the Dolphin was on the expansion version (laughs) and was like, I got to do this. I'm on a family plan with some people. So I was like, I hit up the people. I'm like, we're getting the expanded version of the the online stuff because I got to play Echo the Dolphin. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, let's do it. And then I played it a total of one time and it was great. But then like Scarlet and Violet came out and I was Was like, was it worth it? Was it worth the upgrade for the one time Echo? I'm going to go back and play it again. I'm going to play <laughs> it today. That, now that I say it, now that I say it, and I just remembered that it's there again, I'm going to play it today. Wonderful game. Uh, 10 there, out of 10. There's no denying that Pokemon games would push people towards that service. There, there's like two sides of me. There's the side that like archiving, having a way to play old games is, and having those archived in a way where you don't have to walk into a ma and pa shop and spend $200 on heart gold soul silver. No one wants to do that. I don't think anyone should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that those games should be available on a store that you can purchase for 40 bucks or I think 40 bucks is too much, but they did be at 40 bucks. I don't, but I don't think anyone should be walking in being like, yep, $200 for this software that could easily be on, on an eShop or something. So for an archival purpose and for them just existing and them being accessible, I think 100% they should exist Uh, in like, do they hold up situation? (laughs) If you are one of those people that are complaining that Herba Mystica drops are too hard to find or too (laughs) rare, first off, they're 11% in any five-star raid. They are 13% in a six-star raid. If that is too low of a percentage... There is nothing about Ruby and Sapphire that you are going to enjoy because that game will exhaust every amount of second from you to give you nothing in return. The older Pokemon games are so like stingy in like your time versus your reward uh, investment. Like they're just on top of just being broken. Like should Ruby and Sapphire be there? Yes. Should you give Nintendo an extra $25 a month to play them? No. If eventually when they add Emerald, should you play that instead? Yes. Like, like it's even like the same extent of like Diamond and Pearl are by far some of the worst video games ever because Platinum exists. Like there, there, there's just like no reason to ever choose those two games over platinum like you get a better mm-hmm. story the the hp bars move faster there's less glitches they've added more pokemon more like content it's just so it, many quality of life updates like like a, a thing that i think people don't even remember at all about ruby and sapphire is one it has a very limited pokedex that is because we went from zero compatibility. They cut off everything, all five, six games prior. Red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal. All of those were cut. Um, so if you wanted a, a complete Pokedex in Ruby and Sapphire, you needed Colosseum, you needed Gale of Darkness, you needed Fire, Red, and Leaf Green. 
I want to remind people because I know there are people being like, I love Ruby and Sapphire. If maybe you didn't play it. Maybe, maybe you don't remember it. Let me remind people there is no ditto in Ruby and Sapphire at all. Not in the wild, not anywhere. Now, I know there's no Masuda method in Ruby and Sapphire, but if you want to breed, there's no ditto at all. You would have had to either purchase Emerald or Ruby and, or, or Fire Red and Leaf Green to move ditto over into that game. Like, like I think sometimes well, with these older Pokemon games, people have such thick nostalgia glasses and... It, for me, it's hard to go back to them. Now, I am going through Ruby and Sapphire because I'm doing a ribbon quest, and all of these <laughs> issues are very apparent to me, but also I cannot do that on a virtual console. I have to continue playing it on actual hardware to move them forward. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if they were, that's just my, a, a me problem. Like, I, I ain't touching Ruby and Sapphire again. I already got a copy started. I got, like, three shinies in it. These Pokemon are already, like, going through their ribbon quests, and they're, I'm suffering with them. And uh, once <laughs> once we're done, we will, move to, we will move to Platinum, and we will get those ribbons, and we will suffer less. Every game we move up, we suffer less and less. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I will say, like, I am the person with the nostalgia glasses, right? Like, I bought, like, silver... And Crystal, actually, <laughs> when, when they were on the <laughs> virtual console in the 3DS, you know, and I was like, oh, man, Silver, it's been so long. Can't wait to play it again. And I got like 15 minutes into that. And I was like, oh, yeah, like this isn't this isn't as good <laughs> like this. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like I loved I loved it when I was 11, 12, 13 years old. But and now like Sun and Moon is out and I love this. Right. And it's different. Um Yeah. But, you know, I am that person. I'm that person that goes back and I'm again, t- echo the dolphin, 10 out of 10 game, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm playing it today. I told you. Like, Bobby seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> I, c- I could see an argument for people who have never played the games before and want to experience the story and the games for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe playing post game content, trying to shiny hunt, any kind of that kind of thing is not the best experience in those games. But I will say that I have more than one friend who's happy to get to go and experience those games for the first time. And as someone whose who's home game, I was, I was a Ruby Sapphire kid, is that generation. I'm not going to stop them from going and experiencing my favorite region. I love Hoenn. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there is, there is a charm to go back to a game you grew up with. Um, and I, I, again, I do think they should be there. Uh, I, I don't think they're there for everyone. I, I do think in a marketing aspect of, you know, somebody who maybe didn't pull the trigger on Scarlet and Violet, they 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 see that Ruby and Sapphire or Crystal or something is in the eShop. They download it, they play it, they have a great time, and then they start looking into new Pokemon games. Like that is that is a real scenario that exists. Um, so for marketing purposes, like I think, I think that also makes sense. I think it makes. I, I, I guess, like I just think it makes sense for them to be there, but I don't think that not I, everybody's going to want to play. Them. Right? Like I don't, I don't think it's like this big like shakeup that like oh they they need to be there. Like they need to be there for like an archival purpose and like yeah, um, and to you know give somebody an affordable way to like get these games if they want these games, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think more players than not are, are cannot go back to something so outdated. You can say broken because we're playing it right now in Paldea. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> a common theme between these Pokemon games. They're all broken in different ways. 
Um, no, but it goes back to just satisfying different groups of people, right? I mean, it's okay that like maybe it won't be the most popular thing to go play uh, Red, Blue, Yellow or Ruby and Sapphire, or whatever again. Um, but if you can open that up to getting more people playing Pokemon, I think that's a good thing. And I think the Pokemon company definitely thinks that's a good thing. So, you know. They like to sell copies, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's our episode. Gave you guys a solid hour of predictions. I'm sure 90% of this will be wrong. Uh, I can guarantee <laughs> that they will mention the word Pokemon during a Pokemon Day presentation. I, I guess if they have one. I'm assuming there will be some sort of presents. Um, who knows if that's going to be six minutes or 15 minutes or 25 minutes. Don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, thanks for making it to the end. Uh, you can give us your Pokemon Day predictions in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you can't leave a comment, but you can review us. That is helpful, too, if you're listening on those. Uh, thank you, Hannah, for being here. Thank you, Bobby. Um, it's going to be really weird because our next episode is going to come out on Pokemon Day. Uh, so we might just naturally do a shorter episode and then maybe do like a bonus episode that comes out that evening with just like thoughts um so uh if you're listening to the podcast feeds uh and the 27th episode is the episode that comes out on the 27th is probably short um it's probably because we're going to do like a a bonus one so you guys don't have to wait a full week to hear thoughts uh but we have to figure out figure out scheduling for that so Lots of exciting stuff. Hopefully, I don't know. It could be disappointing. They could announce any like Pokemon Day could just be like, here's a big Lapras plush. We'll see you guys next year. Yeah, uh, there could be no presents at all. <laughs> here's a bigger Saluna plush. We'll see. You. We'll see you guys next year. Big Claude Sire plush. That's what they really need. Oh, It'll be two ninety nine in Pokemon Center. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Counting down the seven days left till Pokemon Day. Super effective. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of the episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, William, Tony, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Jessica, Gray, Courtney, Chris, Brian, Anthony, and our executive producers of Spencer and Brady. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. That is patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.